From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I heard that Tony does not like to do anything. He just sits around and watches TV all day. Oh, well, I heard that Maggie does not like people. She just pretends that she does in order to get along, but finds excuses not to attend family gatherings. That's great. And I also hear that Amy is going to get that promotion. She deserves it so much. Do you like the spread news that you hear? Good or bad, we capture things that we do not think others have heard yet, and we are excited to be the one to tell it. Parents and grandmothers probably are the most likely to spread the news about their children. It is either exciting to spread the news or we need someone to talk about it. The news media makes spreading news their business. Sadly, it is often the negative news that, get pa- that gets passed down to those who follow the media, or at least it is the negative news that is the most remembered. What makes it more exciting to spread negative news than bad news? Perhaps because the people who hold power are always due to take the worst criticism. Maybe because people always criticize the people in power regardless of who they are. This might be the kind of news that people seek for some reason. Yet it just brings most of us down regardless of the reason for it. Together, we can do our part to spread positive news instead of negative news and not start spreading negative thoughts about another person unless you want your deepest mistakes publicly criticized as well. There is some news that must be heard, such as when tragedy strikes or perhaps when a promise is broken. 
But we can make an equal effort to notice when something good happens, when a broken promise is restored, and when we are actually having a good day. People are twice as likely to post on Facebook or Twitter when they are having a bad day or are upset about something, as opposed to when they are having a good day or are excited about something. We complain more than we are thankful. Is there something that we can do about that? Can we spread the good as much or even more than we spread the negative? People want and want to see and hear this good news too. And it contributes to society as a whole because ultimately it will make people more productive as well. When you hear news, good or bad, it is your choice to keep it to yourself or to tell another person. If you are a parent wanting to spread something good about your child, there are only a few cases where that may not be appropriate. But if you hear, if you hear a rumor about someone, especially if you do not know if it is true, you might think twice before sharing that. There may be people who need to know that, who need to take appropriate action, uh, such as if it is at a workplace or something that someone needs to know, but it is still not a reason to spread it all around the office. When Mary and Mary went to the tomb to find it empty, they did not shout the news of the empty tomb in the streets because they were afraid that they might be accused of stealing the body. Yet according to the longer ending of Mark, they did tell the disciples, those who needed to know, who followed Jesus most closely. At first, it seemed like the empty tomb could have been bad news if the Roman government found out about it. We know now, though, as they all did soon after those first moments, as Jesus appeared to them, that the empty tomb is good news. It is news that we should spread. It is just as relevant to us today because it demonstrates the power that God has over sin. That sin will not control and defeat us. What is here in the world will not defeat us. And that while we still find ourselves within the presence of temptation and sin today, we will be saved from it. We need this reminder almost daily because sin is always knocking at our door and anything that distracts us from this truth makes us downcast. The first task that we have as a community of believers is to spread the news of Christ and the glorious knowledge that this world will not take the last of us. 
We are all witnesses. We see the wonders that God works in our lives, and we tell others about it because it excites us. It powers us. It gives us strength to move forward. There are so many around us who are downcast, who let negativity control them, and who who feel powerless to stop that slide into a depression, thinking that nothing can ever be changed. One thing after the next happens to them, and they ask, why God, or lose the faith altogether? The truth is, we are all dealt heavy blows. But, th- but that is because we live in this world, not because our faith or our good deeds are weak. And we now rest with the knowledge that Jesus is more powerful than what we find in this world. That this world will not be the end of the story. How do we reach out to others and spread the news of Christ? First, we see the word, and we declare what we have heard and seen. The Apostle John began his letter, We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. His purpose was to testify what he had seen with his own eyes, so that all might have fellowship with all believers, and that we might have fellowship with all believers and with God. The first reason to testify to what one hears and sees is to help others be included in this same faith and in the same bond of love that we can all feel together. We often say, the more, the merrier. And in the Christian faith, it is really true. With more people, we hear more workings of God in each of our lives. God has done something for each of us. We can each think about what that is this morning, what God has done for us that is really wonderful and good. There is always something that God has done to be present in our lives. It is likely that God has done more than one thing for each of us. We have seen things that we attribute to God being with us. God gave us a beautiful sunrise on Easter morning for an example. God provided a friend when you needed a friend most. Do you declare these wonders to others? It can only help someone else find that God actually does follow through on God's promises. The second reason to declare what we have seen to others is so that our joy may be complete, as John writes. We have celebrated the Easter Resurrection Sunday. We are still in the season of Easter where we recognize Jesus appearing to his disciples. 
They could not keep the news inside of them after the first couple weeks, of course. Once they realized the reality of this good news, when they recognized that Jesus had actually risen, when their doubts were satisfied, they became missionaries throughout the region. Peter and Paul especially became founders of many new Christian churches and are, and are most known today as the founders of the churches. Yet even those who did not travel far and wide spread the gospel message. Those who Jesus healed wanted to go with Jesus, for example, but Jesus told many of them to go back to their town and tell others what had been done to them. Jesus had healed a man possessed by demons before he was chased out of town for doing that very reason, healing demons and creating unrest. But the gospel says, as he was getting, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed by demons begged that he might be with Jesus. But Jesus refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. Those in the very city who had chased Jesus out became amazed by who the man testified to, by what the man testified to as well. Cannot the same be said for our cities? That even when we notice that people refuse Jesus, sharing what we have seen might win over some hearts for Christ. This is the joy that the man testified to and with. For he was so happy that Jesus had healed him that all he wanted to do was be with Jesus. When he could not be with Jesus, he talked about Jesus. His joy could not be held back. If you are having trouble imagining this level of joy, think about the joy you feel when someone close to you succeeds. You enjoy their success. You are so happy for them and you want to tell everyone about them. This is the joy that those who want to spread the message of Jesus feel. They cannot do anything else but spread their testimonies of what Jesus has done for them. They love to spread the news when someone has converted or when they see that something they have said or a friendship they have made has been meaningful to someone. These people who have this much joy in spreading the gospel of Christ are an inspiration to me and what I would love to grow up to be as well. Third, we declare what we do to others to help them gain protection from sin. The disciple John wrote, I am writing these things to you 
so that you might not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, with the righteous. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the celebration of Easter. Jesus atones for our sins, forgives our sins, so that we might no longer need to go into exile to answer for the turning away from God that we have all done. We simply turn back to God and we are forgiven. The same is for everyone in the world. Same opportunity exists for everyone. And if we can help others to turn away from sin as we have learned to do repeatedly, or turn away from anything that has distracted them or us from the reality of the presence of God, all that we must do is seek God again to be forgiven, and we may join a Christian community in order to be built up by others, and we testify in that community to what God has done. If we do not share our joys, but keep them inside instead, no one can benefit from knowing what God is capable of doing in us. The writers of the New Testament wanted to share their eyewitness accounts with any Christian who might read them, in that day or in our day, so that we may be helped from the power of sin over us and into God's forgiveness and grace. They shared that same message for those in their day as they did not imagine that uh, we would still be reading them today. But those same words have that same meaning for us. We must learn to recognize how God works in our lives and tell others about it. Our joy should not be able to keep it in if we have followed our Lenten call to become true disciples of Christ. In our Lenten sermon series, I recommended that we keep following the calls to action even beyond Lent. And that includes today, so that we might lessen what takes our attention away from God and increase our recognition of God working in each of our lives. If we increase our recognition of God working in each of our lives, our joy will abound. When Jesus appeared to the disciples, he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus has sent the disciples to continue doing the work that he had been doing. Those disciples have passed it on to us. Even when we have not seen Jesus, but have only heard about the resurrection from those who have passed it down to us, we are called to believe. We are called to work together and testify to what we see today. That way, the rest of the world might hear and believe as we have and be protected from the power of sin in this life. 
Do you believe something that you hear, or do you doubt it? It probably depends on who you hear it from. The disciples still doubted the resurrection when they heard it from Mary. Thomas doubted it when he heard it from the other disciples. But all the writings that we read today are not playing a joke on us like Thomas may have thought. Jesus is risen. Jesus is among us. And Jesus is working in us today. The world makes us doubt that. But that is why Jesus prays for us who are not, or prays for us who are in the world, from John 17. We are not to be overcome by the world. We are to overcome it with the power of the resurrection. And we are to spread that good news to others so that they may also overcome the world and live the life that they are meant to live. May joy abound, for Christ is risen. Let us continue the celebration. Thanks be to God, and amen. As we continue the celebration, uh, we have our middle hymn, The Stranger by the Sea. And this hymn tells us about what Jesus did and who Jesus was and what Jesus meant to so many people. So as we reflect on how we can spread the news of Jesus working in our lives, we can sing this hymn as we reflect on how people in Jesus' day saw Jesus and spread that good news. Let us sing The Stranger by the Sea, found in our purple books, number 337. Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.